and an utter lack of empathy, which is the best way to continue being a narcissist, because if you have no ability to be aware of the effect you're having on the people around you, it's, it's, it's very easy to go on misbehaving. One of the things also that gives narcissists as much power as they have is they are incredibly charming, incredibly charismatic. They're full of energy. They make a sale very well, whether it's a literal sale or a friendship sale or a romantic sale. So we all get very easily drawn into their gravitational field. So, so it's complicated. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, my God, keep these people away from me. They're just nothing but trouble. Actually, we like being around them, at least in short doses. Absolutely. They're a real sugar buzz. And in a lot of ways, they do a whole lot of good. Narcissists have drive. Narcissists are the ones who are willing to step forward and and push a great idea. Steve Jobs may have been a terrible person to work for, but he was a brilliant man and he was profoundly narcissistic. The same is true of Bill Gates. Let's talk about a few of these people. Steve Jobs, why was he a narcissist? Well, he was very abusive of his subordinates. He was terribly condescending. He was quite foul-mouthed. He would generally mock the work he didn't like and could be quite abusive even when he was courting people to come work for him. He once said to an employee at Xerox, he was trying to hire everything you've done in your life to this point is, let's say, crap, though he used a somewhat coarser <laughs> word. He said, why don't you come work for me? Now, this was typical of the way Steve Jobs <laughs> would approach people. And yet, he was an icon, and he created iconic products. And the great irony about Steve Jobs is you could call it one of the most narcissistic marketing lines in history, or actually not narcissistic, but presumptuous, when one of the iPad ads, when it was just being introduced, was sold on the slogan, you already know how to use it, which is quite remarkable <laughs> because that is true of a lot of Apple products. And the reason it's true is because Jobs understood people. He did say, often the public doesn't know what they want until you give it to them. And he was right about that. So one of the great ironies of Steve Jobs is that he was profoundly attuned to what people want and what they need and what their appetites are. But he was terrible at appealing to those people on a one-to-one -one basis. So it raises the question, if we're not working for someone like Steve Jobs, but we do have a narcissistic boss, any suggestions? Well, run away as quickly as you can, certainly. <laughs> You're saying you can't reform these people. Well, no, you can't reform these people. There's triage work you can do. There are ways you can protect yourself. Narcissists in general, but particularly narcissistic bosses, are terrible credit grabbers. Any idea that crosses their desk, they lay claim to. So it's often helpful to share your idea with your coworkers before you present it to your boss, and even better, present it for the very first time in a meeting where there are eyewitnesses as to whose idea it was. Bosses are also terrible about laying blame. Since the very idea of narcissism, or one of the qualifying features of narcissism, is that narcissists take criticism terribly, partly because in many cases, narcissism, it comes from what's called the mask model of narcissism. It's actually a masquerade to hide its exact opposite, a deep well of self-loathing and lack of self-esteem. So when you feel terrible about yourself, any criticism at all leaves you very defensive and very threatened. As a result, the narcissists... Ego is a very brittle thing. I mean, that, that, that's interesting because, I mean, often when we see these people, I mean, charismatic, cocky, kind of prancing mm -hmm. around, you're saying actually they're often covering up a, a kind of self-loathing? 
Well, in many cases, not in all cases, by all means, and athletes, I think, are, are especially good examples of narcissism actually being exactly what it looks like, you know, a profound sense of exaggerated worth, a feeling of being outside the rules, a feeling of being infinitely more entitled than other people. And part of the reason is that athletes do operate outside the rules. You also say that one of the traits of a lot of narcissists is they cheat, they lie. <laughs> they do cheat and lie because the ends are vastly more more important to them than the means. I asked a couple of researchers about this because I was struck by the fact that, you know, you look at people who will cheat on a test or who will plagiarize someone's work. Well, the appeal, as any writer will tell you, of doing the work is the byline and knowing that it's an authentic byline. The appeal of winning a Super Bowl trophy isn't just the hardware you get. It's the fact that you know you did this thing. You know, if you win... I don't know, the Tour de France. Think about Lance Armstrong. The appeal...